Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for the ASHP Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. This series focuses on leadership topics within pharmacy practice and includes things like business and pharmacy, development of leadership skills, career transitions, and more. My name is Vicki Vasiliga, and I am the Section Director of the Clinical Specialists and Scientists here at ASHP, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today, we are sitting down with Aaron Steffenhagen from UW Health in Madison and Alyssa Chapel from Tampa General Hospital. Thanks so much for joining us today, Aaron and Alyssa. Let's get started talking about practice to leadership, transitioning in the ED, and welcome, and thank you for joining us today. So let's start with your current career path to these leaders' positions within EM Pharmacy and why you decided to pursue a leadership position. Sure. So I actually completed a PGY-1 and PGY-2 emergency medicine residency program at Tampa General Hospital. After I finished my residency training, I took a position um, at a community-based hospital where I primarily worked out of the ED, but also worked out of the inpatient and kept up that skill set. While I was there, I sought out some opportunities to get further involved in hospital committees, uh, protocol development, took advantage of any opportunity that I could to further advance my practice and challenge myself. I was also able to kind of oversee a freestanding emergency department and some of the regulatory requirements related to that. After about four years of practicing there, uh, the EM specialist job at Tampa General Hospital opened up. And I thought that would be a unique challenge for myself. I had always desired to become a residency program director and mentor future EM pharmacists. So I applied for the position and did return to Tampa General. Um, I'm always seeking opportunities to learn and challenge myself. So that was kind of a next step opportunity for me to continue to grow in my practice and help future EM pharmacists out. Thanks for that, Alyssa. Uh, I'll take this question as well, Vicki. So similar to many, my career path initially started with acute care clinical focus, uh, that being residency training at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. And this led to my first clinical position, establishing emergency medicine clinical services at UW Health in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, During this time, I took on opportunities to lead practice change and along the way, refined leadership skills through committees, project involvement, quality improvement work, and other avenues. Additionally, professional organization played a big role in this as well, that being ASHP, ACCP, as well as state chapter involvement. And during this time, I became aware of the impact one may afford in a leadership role, both within a health system as well as within professional organizations. Uh, During this time, about after seven years of clinical involvement, I considered, was I ready for a leadership role change? At that point in time, I wasn't sure if I had the skills yet, yet developed in order to be successful. So therefore, I worked with mentors as well as my assistant director of pharmacy to do do an informal leadership training. So I took on additional roles and responsibilities that helped me understand and navigate a health system. And then a few years later, that helped me transition into a leadership role. So at that time, uh, things aligned and there was actually a clinical manager position overseeing emergency medicine services as well as critical care and neurosciences. So I pursued this role. So why did I pursue it? Three things were the main drivers for that. One, broader scope of impact of work and job satisfaction. Second, something new and challenging. And then third, it was time to move on and have others lead the clinical efforts within the emergency medicine at my site. Now being in the 11th 
11th year in a leadership role. My role and responsibilities keep adjusting from year to year, but overall, I'd say it was a good change and it's working well for me. Um, so as you transitioned into these leadership positions, what were some of the things that you found most difficult and what did you enjoy the most? I think I would identify two of the biggest challenges. The first being returning to the site where I had completed my residency training. Um, I had to rebuild relationships. I was only about four years after my residency training. So a lot of the preceptors that I had had who had mentored me were now my direct report. So I think there is a challenge in resetting expectations and understanding the roles and responsibilities of what that new relationship looked like. And the second challenge I would say is taking it slow. When you return to a new site or go somewhere new, it's easy to identify a lot of opportunities or get excited and coming up with all these new ideas. And I think it's really important that you take time to observe the practice setting, listen to those that are working in the space to really identify maybe the top priorities and target those first before getting yourself overcommitted and overexcited about tackling everything all at once. Um, as far as most enjoyable, I think it's just the new challenges and opportunities to learn. There's always new things coming up, always new people to interact with, always new things to do. So it's always challenging and I'm continuing to learn every day. And then also the ability to just make a positive impact um, in this position and continue to build relationships as I go along. Similar to Alyssa, I have some common themes here as well. So let's start with the difficult ones. Um, being a emergency medicine clinical pharmacist, you work day to day and you get that positive feedback and rewards from patients, uh, providers as nurses, and those thank yous knowing that you made a difference for the day. Um, when you move into a leadership role, those thank yous and those uh, rewards don't happen on a daily basis. It's more longitudinal over, over days or weeks or possibly months in order to achieve your goals. Uh, the second thing that I had challenged with was uh, a fail acceptance of failure. So now you're working on projects and initiatives that are handed to you and they might not be fully refined. There might be winners, there might be losers related to it or not all realize the benefits of it and you have to be accepting of that. And sometimes projects that you start with uh, are not successful and then you put them back on the shelf and you come back to them months or years later as well too. So what are the positive things or what are things that I enjoy? Uh, relationships uh, and developing those across departments and disciplines. Um, in a leadership role, you actually are become fully aware of like all the individuals that are involved with a health system. So there were all these other individuals and departments that I didn't even know existed. So uh, there's the obvious things as far as the nurse managers and the provider leads, uh, but there's also compliance, quality improvement, as well as a number of other areas where you can develop relationships. And having a clinical background brings that clinical experience to these other individuals that might not fully be aware of the value of pharmacy and how we can improve the overall organization. So uh, again, overall, I would say uh, making an impact at a broader level while bringing your clinical experience into that role. So I just want to look at leadership as practice. What did you find helped you make this transition? And how do you still keep up with practice? Well, I've been very lucky in that my current role does allow me to still clinically staff in the emergency department for several days a week. So I'm able to keep up with practice in that aspect of things. Outside of actually staffing in the emergency department, I try to continue to keep up my skills by maintaining BCPS certification. I pursued the ASHP emergency medicine certificate. And I think there's a lot of value in being involved in the residency activities, whether that be 
presentations, topic discussions, research projects that does help me maintain my clinical skills, um, keep up with current guidelines, and continue to learn throughout the process. Similar to Alyssa, I was able to keep up clinical practice by still having a small subset of my time dedicated to staffing or clinical practice. Initially, this was within emergency medicine, but over time, there was needs in the department elsewhere, uh, as well as um, emergency medicine became a hot area that more staff wanted to work in that area. So I kind of stepped aside after the first couple of years and then changed my clinical practice to be neurosciences and stroke, which I'm still enjoying today. Uh, but I needed to kind of step back, uh, given other needs of the department. Additionally, maintaining BCPS certification through CE, professional meeting involvement uh, and attendance through ASHP and other organizations, uh, as well as overseeing residents and students on rotation. I still maintain a administrative clinical management rotation. rotation um, and with that, I'm still involved with a number of projects that contribute to the organization and maintain my clinical skill set. Um, additionally, with our PGY2s in emergency medicine and critical care, I'm able to be on the clinical committees uh, and bring that insight into those stakeholders. So can you guys explain how you work to transition your relationship with your teams um, into these leadership roles? So like Alyssa, you talked about how you were a resident and then you left and then you came back. Um, and then Aaron, I know you kind of went through the ranks when you were at UW Health. Alyssa, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, this is definitely um, can be a challenging one for sure. I think one of the most important things is to recognize that we all still have the same common goal of providing optimal patient care and advancing our practice. So while my role has officially changed, we still have the same common goals in mind, and I think it's important to recognize that first. Um, what I did when I came back was really try to build trust within the team and have them trust in my abilities and also uh, my ability to seek positive solutions to some of the problems that they were having. So listening to the team, hearing their concerns, and making sure to follow up on those concerns. The other thing that I did was try to manage expectations by setting some more realistic goals and boundaries within the new role. Um, but again, we have the same common goal. And I think that laying that as the foundation for the relationship really helped to move us forward in a positive way. Thanks, Alyssa. Um, at my role at UW Health, that's where I was a practicing emergency medicine pharmacist, and then I transitioned to a manager role. So uh, with that came a number of direct reports. Uh, so at the manager level, I required a change pertaining both inside and outside of work activities and interactions. So while this was necessary, it was a little challenging at first in order to change the role dynamics. Um, after a couple of years, it actually became a lot easier, but uh, it was a little challenging at first when you're working with former preceptors and senior staff that uh, have a number of years of experience as well as clinical knowledge beyond your uh, breath, and now you're doing their performance evaluation. So challenging, but definitely uh, achievable with some help from some of my peers. So it's not all writing people's evaluations and QI projects and working with teams. Um, what have been some of your proudest moments of projects that you've been able to uh, accomplish while being involved in this role? For me, one of my most favorite and most proud moments is seeing my first resident through a full year. I had always desired to be an RPD and have a bigger role within the, res or the residency program. So seeing all the growth of my resident from the beginning of the year through the end was really very rewarding for me. Also, we um, have further expanded our ED late results program. So we have a culture callback program that allows our pharmacists through a collaborative practice 
kind of agreement to follow up on cultures from the emergency department and change therapy really just by following protocols without direct observation from the physician group. Um, This allows our team to practice really, I think, at the top of their license and is a really great program that provides a huge benefit to the patient. So further expanding that program has been really rewarding for our team. Ongoing, we are preparing to um, open a second freestanding emergency department. So it's been a big learning curve for me, but it's been very exciting. And I'm really excited to see that open in a couple of months and how we can make an impact there for those patients. So looking at what is the proudest moment or what am I most proud of, I would say overall it's assisting in developing, expanding emergency medicine clinical pharmacy services to where the role was essential for patient care 24-7. So uh, where physicians and nurses were um, initially really questioning why I was there and what, was it gonna, what I was going to potentially do for them uh, to where they're demanding 24-7 services. So a number of years ago, we've achieved full 24-7 pharmacist coverage within our emergency department. So that I would say is my biggest accomplishment. Along the way, I would say this was done through research and publications uh, that assisted not only our own organization, but other professionals uh, at other sites as well. So uh, some specific ones would be um, a publication on pharmacist interventions on medication errors back in 2010, uh, review of discharge prescriptions within the emergency department in 2013. And then I would say most notably recently is we evaluated how pharmacists can be involved with auto verification while still being involved with the uh, most impactful medications in the emergency department. So overall, using that as leverage in order to free up pharmacists time to be more involved at the bedside and clinical involvement versus just order verification. So we're looking to still further expand that and refine that as far as doing it uh, safely within our EHR. Again, all of this is done, not as one individual, but a lot of collaborators along the way, uh, both at sites outside of UW Health, as well as within a number of residents and other peer pharmacists were involved in these publications as well, too. So as we wrap up, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to move into a role as yours or is currently transitioning into one? For me, I think the biggest thing is to never hesitate to take on new opportunities, no matter how trivial something seems or unrelated to what you want to do in the future. I think every opportunity has something to gain from it. Um, So never be afraid to take on new things. You never know where that will lead you. Um, And don't doubt your qualifications. I think as pharmacists, we always maybe feel a little bit like we aren't worthy of some kind of position or we don't have the appropriate training. And pharmacy is such a great network of mentors and peers that want to help you and see you succeed. So don't hesitate to take advantage of opportunities you feel perhaps unqualified for because the support system is there and everybody wants you to succeed. So take it on, try it out, see what happens. You'll learn from it and it'll be a great opportunity. I'll kind of uh, springboard off of that as well. So I would say I have two things. The first, maintain and develop a strong and diverse network. So future opportunities and challenges likely have been occurred, likely have occurred for others. So reach out and leverage their experience and knowledge to guide you in your current situation. Uh, I think as we know, emergency medicine is a very social group. So um, they're willing to help you. So reach out to them. 
Additionally, healthcare as a whole is collaborative and people in the setting want to assist others to successfully achieve their goals as well as others. So develop and maintain a strong, diverse network is one. The second is take advantage of your experiences and truly be engaged to learn and grow continuously. Overall, the skills and lessons, experiences are translatable across areas of pharmacy, healthcare, and even beyond into one's own personal life. So where you are today professionally likely will be drastically different in five to 10 years. And while that is exciting, uh, purposeful preparation is essential for future success. That was great advice, guys. Uh, so we're going to wrap up here. And if you haven't before, I encourage you to check out all of ASHP's clinical resources, including those in emergency medicine on the Emergency Medicine Resource Center. You can also find other exclusive offerings such as resource centers on those like critical care, nutrition support, opioid management, infectious diseases, and more. From the leadership side, we also have resources on credentialing and privileging, the preceptor toolkit, and forums such as the ASHP section of Clinical Specialists and Scientists Connect community, where you can exchange ideas and post questions with your peers. Thanks again for tuning in for this session, and join us for episodes on pharmacy leadership by following us at ASHP Official. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP.